Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Previously, our heroes waged war against a cave full of goblins. Along the way, Butthole adopted the wolf Goblin Jr., Alan continued her series of ghastly murders, and Quinny became a bit of an acid fetishist. But having defeated the evil King Clark, can our heroes bring Sildar out alive? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! That's okay. If you let me go, I'll forgive you. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some therapy will help. Does anybody want to murder this goblin or are we do, good? Do you, know, do you know what? We'll we'll let you go if you tell us where our dwarf friend is. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the dwarf, that's a, that's a shorter human, right? I only see them as shorter humans, regular-sized humans. Right. Like some of my friends, yeah, right? Know, right? That's yeah, we, we've been over this with short people before. Uh, yeah, so the, uh, the the regular dwarf, yeah, uh, we had to send him to, uh, to King Grawl at, uh, at the Cragmore Keep. He's got big plans for him. Big plans. He had that map, too. The dwarf and a map. Butthole. It's a good day. What's his fuck? Uh, Sildar's looking bad up there. I think you need to take a look at him. And oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll get on that. So I, I I dash up to the escarpment. I bring Goblin Jr. just because we're like a team. Like yeah, we got to yeah. hang out. Uh, I, I go up and I, I look him over and I'm like, oh, man, this guy's such a dick. But <sighs> Moonhammer says you got to look after people. So I, I raise my hammer and I press it against his sternum and I summon the power of Moonhammer and I use cure wounds on him. Okay, he looks considerably better. Yeah, okay, so I, I pull the pins uh, and let him down. And I'm like, man, if you're going to thank anybody for saving you, it should be this dog. <laughs> he is awesome. Wait, you mean one of the wolves? The no, ones no. This is the dog of Moonhammer. Oh, well, bless you, dog of Moonhammer. Bless you. I think you. I'm going to call him Dog Fart. Yells <laughs> Quinny. I this like is it. acceptable to Moonhammer. <laughs> so To me, he shall always be Goblin Jr. Are things good now? Can I go? This is our goblin. This is our goblin. He's very scared. No, not the one who's outside. This is the one in the room with you, surrounded by his dead friends. How, how do we get to that castle? Uh, it's 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 up in the north. It's north north of, of that human town. Far far farland far from he like he Farfenschlagen. Fandolin. Small town. He, he kind of he's like, yeah, you know, he, he basically gives you directions as goblins would understand them. You think you can probably follow it, but it's like, yeah, you know, there's a tree, not the shitty tree, but the other tree, the better tree. Yeah, you hang left at the better tree, and then you go like past the big rock, not the other big rock, though. You know, you know what I'm talking I've about. I've had a little experience taking down instructions from goblins under duress, so I think I know what he's talking about. <laughs> All right, is he good to go then? Uh well, uh, hey, uh Sildar, you want to crack at this guy or are you feeling like we should get going? He looks at the goblin. He looks at you guys. He kind of like walks over, picks up one of the daggers off the dead, and he's like, well, you know, it, it was the other one, the, the talkative one who, uh, who gave me the greatest pain. But my understanding is you've seen one goblin, you've seen them all, and he just fucking guts the, uh, guts the goblin and drops him. And then he turns to you and like, goblins are untrustworthy. I wouldn't trust them with a cart full of supplies or anything else I, that you might have a value. I really regret healing this guy. Like that's that's just <laughs> such a dick move. Well, he was just a pincushion. Well, for... no, he kills a goblin, but then he gets preachy about it. <laughs> like that's the real problem. No, everyone hates a guy that gets preachy. I completely agree, especially <laughs> these these annoying, you know, judging other races. Like, of course, it's a white guy who has a problem with goblins. I never said he was white. Yeah, didn't you though? So he had gray hair. Gray hair. Do only white people have gray hair? People named Sildar <laughs> tend not to be not white in fantasy realms. Well, I'm just saying it's our imagination, so we can yeah. do what we want. 
It's your imagination. What does he look like? <laughs> He's like those guys from Avatar. He's blue. <laughs> I stand corrected. My dialogue really does not make sense, but I felt like I had Wait. a lack of information. Okay, so that means he's like an indigenous person. He's to one the, of the, the planet, like they were in Avatar, like yeah. that kind of thing. Cool. He's not blue. Um, yeah, no, you're right. He's a generic fantasy white guy. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> okay, so, so I guess he, we searched um, the cave. Is now there any that, shit uh, we're taking so in the he, cave? He drops the goblin, and then he's like, um, I am sorry you all had to witness that. What they did to me and what they did to Grundar were unfathomable. Uh, where they've taken him, I cannot say, but they took the map. They know... Uh, the location of the Wave Echo Cave, the, the the great find that the Rock Seeker twins were seeking. I fear Grundar must be in great peril. This is getting to be much more than a fifteen gold piece job. If we deliver the card, are we done? Uh, yes, if you care not for fellowship. <sighs> Guys, Goblin Junior and I have to go help Grundar. So here's my vote. Grun Grundin. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm helping <laughs> the guy with the boots. Yeah. I, I'm not great with names. I'm great with passion and faith and Goblin Junior. Uh, grab the cart, load up the stuff from here, go to town. Yeah, leave it with Sindel. Sindel is a character from Mortal Kombat. Leave it with <laughs> Sildar. You could leave it with Sindel. It would just be a much different We'll leave game. it with Scorpion, uh, and then we can go off to save Sub-Zero. <laughs> just remember to take Noob Saibot with you, otherwise it won't work. Because I want to find... We, we Oh, my God. We left a goblin with the cart. And I, I turn and just start sprinting out of the cave to get back to the cart. Um, so uh, once you get back to the cart, uh, you see a dagger on the ground and a missing goblin, but all the supplies are still there. You get the sense that when the dagger hit the ground, he freaked the fuck out and ran away. Hey, our bluff worked. All right. um, Pick up my dagger. <laughs> I also collect my rope from the chimney. I'm going to need that you rope, step over, step over the dead we, wolves. We grabbed as, as many rations as we could from the other room. <laughs> Yes, yes. Because well, well, we're, we're going back to that big room and yeah. loading it into the cart now. Okay. So, okay. Um, Solar thanks you um, for, uh, for all your help, but um, he's, he needs help to get to Fandolin. He does offer 50 gold pieces to transport it to help, like, escort him there. Mm -hmm. uh, he also says that um, once he's set up proper in town, uh, he's got to meet with his contact uh, named uh, Yarno Albrick, who's a wizard in town. Uh, he's got to meet up with his contact, but once he does, he can offer you a tremendous reward if you're able to secure the safety of Gundon. The Rock uh -oh, Seekers are very wealthy and uh, very, very eager to uh, a get their will be eager to get their brother back, but b also this this dig is of tremendous value to them. Mm. It's the uh, the long lost Echo Wave uh, Cavern, which was a site of a great mine uh, that the Rock Seekers are are hoping to plumb the depths of uh, for magical artifacts of fame and fortune and yore. Uh, and he says the rewards will be great if you're able to assist him. And it works for me. I was in just to save Grundon. Helping a human, helping a wizard. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> this is the best day of Alan's life. <laughs> and yeah. Goblin Jr. looks at all of us and just goes, rarf, rarf. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so um, in the... Uh, Goblin Jr. played by Trey Parker. <laughs> in the uh, the dead goblin, um, which Sildar is able to identify as Yemek, who apparently had delusions of grandeur, he'd hoped to uh, overthrow... Uh, Clark and become the uh, the head of the the posse here. Mm. Uh, you find uh, three gold teeth in a pouch that he mm. wears around his neck, as well as fifteen silver pieces. Um, Sildar's uh, shitty armor is missing. Um, they, he said they they took it along with uh, with Grundon and the map to Cragmaw Castle. Uh, but he's very eager to get back to Fandolin. Uh, and to find Yarno, who can help him in reopening the mine and to restore Fandal into a civilized center of wealth and prosperity. All right. So um, you load up your supplies, you load up uh, the newfound supplies on a cart, and uh, you make your way to Fandolin. So for successfully clearing out the Cragmaw Cavern, defeating 
the villainous Clark, and rescuing Sildar, you each gain 300 experience points and thus reach level two. Oh, Woo! shit. You are now headed to Phandalin, uh, where Sildar has said uh, he might be able to reward you rather handsomely if you're able to find out what happened to his friend Gundren. We're, we're on the road right now? Uh, yes, yeah, so you've, okay. just, uh, you've just left the Goblin Cave and you're just arriving in Phandalin. <laughs> You come off a sort of rutted track into a wooded hillside, and you catch your first glimpse of Phandalin. The town consists of 40 or 50 simple log buildings, some built on old fieldstone foundations, more old ruins, some crumbling stone walls covered in ivy and briars surround the newer houses and shops, showing how this must have been a much larger town in centuries past. Most of the newer buildings are set on the sides of the cart track, which widens into a muddy main street of sorts as it climbs towards a ruined manor house on a hillside on the east side of town. As you approach, you see children playing on the town green and townsfolk tending to chores or running errands at shops. Many people look as you approach, but all return to their business as you go by. Sildar says, my friends, let us secure lodgings. I'm told the local inn is very quaint. And he kind of, uh, he lets you know that uh, the Stonehill Inn, which is sort of in the center of town, is uh, where he's headed. Basically, in town, uh, you can tell there's an inn, a town hall, a shrine, general stores and trading posts, and a few other homes and businesses. Uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to go Sildar to the inn, or do you want to start exploring the town? I want to go to with to with Sildar to the inn just to find out kind of what's what's going on there. Well, if you want to talk to some helpful NPCs who might give you some clues as to what's afoot in the town. Do you know what? That might be useful. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to find out who's doing what and yeah, where. Interesting. Um, you head to the Stonehill Inn. Uh, in the center of town, there's a large, newly built roadhouse of fieldstone and rough-hewn timbers. The common room is filled with locals nursing mugs of ale or cider, and all of them are eyeing you quite curiously. Quinny walks right up to that bar and... Uh, Orders a drink. Uh, so the bartender is a man named uh, Tolbin Stonehill. He introduces himself and slides you a mug. He says, "Ah, oh, yes, welcome, friend Halfling. Uh, you folks seem to be from uh, from out of town. Uh, what what brings you to Fandolin? Just uh, delivering some uh, some supplies on a on a job run. Oh, oh, for the uh, the mining operation. Yeah, you've heard about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Rockseeker brothers have been uh, they've they've been coming and going. Uh, you're certainly most welcome. Uh, do you guys require lodgings of any sort? I think we just might. Oh, that's that's wonderful. And all of a sudden, uh, the door to the inn gets booted open and you see a, a short dwarf with a tremendously tall axe who uh, sort of roars in and uh, thus you meet your new companion. <laughs> Where is my mead, you sons of bitches? Ah, uh, he's back. So the bartender immediately takes five mugs of ale and just starts filling them. <laughs> mm, that was Okay. He fills five more very quickly. Mm, that was better. Eh? <laughs> Quinny, you you particularly uh, you uh, and actually uh, you as well, uh, butthole, uh, are are fans of uh, of fun and fellowship. Uh, so oh, the yeah, second my, you my see, name's Butthole. Yeah. <laughs> so the minute you see such a uh, fun new uh, new drinking pal, uh, you decide to go over and make yourselves acquainted. Yeah, I, I'm going to wander right up. I'm going to bring Goblin Junior with me. Goblin Junior is a, a wolf. Okay. Uh, He's he's friendly. He's a, he's a, he's on a chain like a leash, but he doesn't really need it. He's cool. Uh, so we approach the bar, uh, and I, I I saunter up next to our our new friend, uh, uh, and I say in dwarven, "Ho, friend! I don't speak that language you <laughs> speak. Five more meads." He delivers five more meads. Mm. All right, I'm gonna just <laughs> order my own drink and, and play it over real <laughs> casual, just for a second, and then be like, "Hey, friend." Mm. Uh, obviously, you know how to drink. <laughs> I've had years of practice, my friend. <laughs> That's the way to spend those years. I hear what you're talking about. Indeed. I'll have what he's having. Uh, so the bartender, uh, he pours you five mugs of ale as well. 
amazing. And I, I lean back over my shoulder and I point at Alan and I say, you got to meet Alan. This fucker can drink. Show me this fucker. <laughs> Alan comes over and... My name's Alan. I am a woman. <laughs> Alan the woman. As we, as we clarify. He's making notes with Alan, un- underlined woman. Woman. <laughs> I'm a half elf, so half human, half elf. I'm about six feet tall, 145 pounds. I got um, like straight, long silver hair that I uh, keep tied up. And I'm just super eager and very excited about everything around me. So I, I lean into our new friend mm. after polishing off all five of my mugs, trying to, at the same pace he does, man. I'm just like keeping up with it. I love to party. I <laughs> sip on one. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's like an inch gone for like five minutes. <laughs> and, and I'm like, so what's your name, new friend? What brings you to this amazing frontier town? Well, Quinny Butthole and Alan, my name is Mudbutt. And I oh, am, and I am the prince of the dwarves of... Winchester. <laughs> At least I was. Until Winchester was burned to the ground by me. <laughs> by accident. And that is when I met Richard, my falcon. Come, Richard. <laughs> a majestic falcon swings down low through the door and lands on uh, Mudbutt's arm. <laughs> Richard, you're the best. <laughs> And I just look over to my two friends. I'm like, guys, I really like this guy. There's a butt in his name. He likes to drink. And he has an animal. This is, this is boding well. Yeah, we this didn't is, have enough of that going on. So no, I'm no, no. Moonhammer has sent him to us. Oh, but I haven't introduced you to my other friend. This is my battle axe named Deathmonger. The battle axe is twice the size of the dwarf. What do you think? <laughs> I, uh, that, that's impressive. Well, more mead! <laughs> so as you're getting to know uh, Mudbutt, he explains that part of the reason he came to Fandolin uh, was that he is in search of a man named Yarno Albrecht, who is a member of the Lord's Alliance, uh, which, as you know, is uh, also uh, the group that Sildar belongs to. I think like a large-scale neighborhood watch kind of thing. Um, okay. They're uh, concerned figures who try and uh, ensure that order and uh, peace are maintained throughout the realm. Mudbutt, uh, in his search for adventures, decided to take on uh, take on the case uh, and has thus arrived in Fandolin uh, to find out what he can of the disappearance of Yarno. Um, so Sildar comes down and joins you and uh, is quite uh, happy to see Mudbutt. He greets you warmly. Part of the reason he came with Grundar to Fandolin was to try and find, uh, find out what happened to Yarno. Word on the street and what Sildar knows is that uh, he disappeared while exploring uh, the area around the Tresdar Manor about two months ago, uh, shortly after arriving in Fandolin. Is that that ruined manor? It is, yeah. Uh, okay. The ruined manor up on the hill. Uh, so how would you like to spend the, the evening in the bar? Obviously, you're having drinks. You've got some new friends. Well, before Sildar leaves, I just want to kind of wait, wave him before he goes out the door. And I'm like, Sildar, mm. listen, we, we're all glad you're here and you're safe and we understand there's, there's stuff to be done. Uh, we have a delivery that we have successfully made for you now of this cartload of things. Also, we've got some other sundry items that we've uh, picked up that are pretty great. When are we getting paid, bro? Uh, well, uh, as much bro? as I appreciate you delivering the supplies to the inn, I believe you're actually supposed to deliver them to the provisions office. So perhaps when you do that, he'll be able to pay you the agreed upon amount. Oh, shit. And Sildar oh, snap. pulls Who's out watching the, the, cart? the medieval equivalent <laughs> of a mic, drops it, and leaves. Guys, I like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting paid as well? <laughs> I can help you bring it to the wherever he said it was. I, I think the hard part of that is over, Mudbutt, but... Uh, uh, 
appreciate that. You're, uh, wel- you're welcome to join us because we yeah, are going to head over yeah. to this provisions office. Maybe they got another gig. I mean, we're here for the mining thing. Sure. I'm, I'm down. What do you say, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> and I say, you oh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was rude of me. What about you, Goblin Jr.? And Goblin Jr. just looks at me and goes, snarf, snarf. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, dwarf. Mm. Uh my buddy over here, I mean, I don't know a lot of Dwarven, but he was speaking to you in your native tongue. You don't know Dwarven? Oh, I'm from Southern Dwarven. I, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a twang kind of thing. You know, if you mispronounce the letter and, and pronounce it a letter, then it's like you're speaking something different. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, oops. <laughs> you secure uh, lodgings. Uh, it's going to be one gold piece for the night. Can I can I chat with the bartender for yeah, a bit? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, uh, I noticed this big old house uh, kind of looking in shambles, but it looked like it was once a very, very fine mansion. Oh, yes. Uh, More mead in the meantime, please and thank you. In the, in the mead time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> As you're uh, chatting with Stonehill, the bartender, he uh, he tells you a little bit about the history of Fandolin. Fandolin mm-hmm. was built on the ruins of a much bigger and older town, um, but uh, the um, the region uh, saw a lot of trouble with orcs a long time ago, so everyone was driven out. Also, uh, the the big thing that uh, the, the longer you're in the bar, you start to hear more and more about are uh, the red brand ruffians, or the sort of gang that uh, that seems to be troubling the town. Um, so uh, the uh, the Innkeeper particularly, you know, once he sort of warms two guys, he's like, look, I, I, you know, I don't want any trouble. And these guys are known for causing trouble. But, like, the town master is doing nothing about them. Uh, you know, they cause problems all over town. His wife, however, uh, comes over and mentions that uh, it's actually worse than that. Um, a local woodcarver recently stood up to the Red Burns and uh, they killed him in broad daylight in the middle of the street. Uh, and now his, uh, his wife and child have gone missing. So... You know, so some some sort of bad. You get the sense there may be some bad uh, some bad vibes in town here. So I kind of pull everybody uh, along with our new friend Mudbutt mm. uh, into into a corner, and I'm like, guys, there seem to be a lot of options on where we could go. Right, <laughs> a lot now. of side quests, if you will. <laughs> I would vaguely suggest let's go get paid. Butthole is immediately one Quinny over by suggesting we get paid. Like uh, Quinny's like, oh yeah, let's get paid. <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's just do that first. Then I think <laughs> I think we, we've we've got some decisiveness on excellent, getting paid. Excellent. And I shall come with you to get paid. Perfect. Good luck with that, Excellent. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe you can talk your way into getting paid. Oh, but. don't worry. Old Mudbutt here is out of silver tongue. This is my first office side take to Goblin <laughs> Jr. I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> snarf, snarf. <laughs> yeah. Away, Richard. So uh, you grab your cart uh, and you uh, you're moving uh, the supplies to uh, Barthen's provisions, which uh, which you can find fairly easily. As you go, uh, you notice there is a building um, just sort of to the uh, the south that has a, a big painted wooden sign of uh, a lion on a shield, which matches the supplies that uh, you found in the goblin's cavern. Could return those, maybe get a little extra something for it. Let's do it. Let's let's go take a look there first. Uh, if either of you want to take a look at the stuff in the back and try to ballpark like what it might be worth to these people, we're going to go return it to. It seems like really specific stuff. Like it's it's almost like uh, it's not the kind of stuff I usually try to fence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not processed, right? It's it's unprocessed materials. Oh, okay. um, so it, you get the sense of be more more of a pain in the ass than anything else. Okay. To, um, Are there any herbs? Yeah, there's some dried herbs. I kind of want to take some, <laughs> some of the herbs. Sure. 
take take some herbs. What, what, I don't, I don't what, have what, a, what I don't kind have of herbs are you looking for? Yeah, it's it's for ritual sure. reasons. So I'm <laughs> at exactly four twenty, this ritual must take place. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to think of like any herbs that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say you take sort of a, a fistful, a little bit from each one, enough that it doesn't really look like right. you took any. Because I don't want to. I don't want to like steal from these people. I just need enough to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I wanna, got news I for you. You're stealing from these people. <laughs> so as our traditional cart driver who's not aware of this rampant theft going on in the back, uh, I pull us up to this uh, the, the building with a sign on the front of it. Yep. Uh, and I walk up to the front door, and I just I just kick it open. And I yell, Jesus. hey, new friends, Moonhammer brought you your shit. A woman stands up from behind the counter with Smart a crossbow uh, and then sort of hears what you said and was like, oh, you... Wait, what? Why did you kick in my door? In the name of the goddess Moonhammer, I have delivered your supplies along with my companions and this here saint of Moonhammer, Goblin Jr. And Goblin Jr. goes, snap, snap. I just look sideways at Quinny being like, I don't... I'm looking at you like, take your shit. This is it. You're not going to get to take anything else after this. All right, all right, all right. Also, have you met Mudbutt? This guy's amazing. Hey, I demand uh, my pay in small change. Please and thank you. (laughs) If at all possible. Now, listen, I'd like to clarify in the name of Moonhammer... He wasn't actually with us oh, when we found the stuff. I don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> I found it. I was like, hey, hey, look at all this stuff I found. And then, we, and then I was like, get that wagon to this place. And we just <laughs> got there. Liggity split. Do you know what? That may have been how this played out. I, I had oh, sure. five beers. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, get, you yeah. had 10 or 15 beers. <laughs> oh, I was there. You it get happened. the sense that the uh, the store owner is, is seriously considering using the crossbow. But then she seems to think better of it. And she's like, so, so okay. Okay, uh, interesting. Wolf guy and friends. Um, did you you brought my supplies? Yes. Uh, so but she, she, I'm I'm feeling really guilty about the theft and the door, so I'm kind of in the back trying to put the door back on its hinges. Okay, great, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. So she um, she comes out and uh, sees that you brought uh, the supplies that had been sort of waylaid, and is like ecstatic because this supply shipment was due here, you know, weeks ago, and it just never showed up. So she's very, very grateful. She goes, puts the crossbow back behind the counter uh, and uh, opens a tiny chest. And she goes, oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for returning our supplies. Uh, and uh, especially you, uh, Mudbutt, from the sounds of things, you were you were essential in the uh, oh, in, yes. in the operation here. Integral. Yeah, excellent. Uh, so uh, I'm afraid I don't have any small change. All I have are these gold pieces. Uh, and she gives you uh, a bag of 50 gold pieces that you can... Distribute amongst yourselves nice. as a reward for returning her supplies. I'll oh. hold on to it. I oh, Im- damn it! This guy I is immediately a too much like try to grab it from Mudbutt before, <laughs> like, just just swoop. Not not like rudely, but just where I reach out my hands over his hand. Uh, uh, right, take. Roll, roll me, roll, both of you, roll me a d twenty, please. Can I get in on the d twenty? Yeah, absolutely. Add your dexterity, please. I have fourteen, fifteen, five. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So I want uh, it to be so that the bag is empty by the time it gets in his hands. <laughs> Great. So uh, so Mudbutt, you you hold out your hand and you say like I'll hold on to those. Ever so gracefully stomping over comes uh, uh, a butthole who tries to get it. But uh, neither of you are, are as quick as the halfling who darts in with his nimble tiny hands, tiny presidential <laughs> hands, and uh, manages to uh, to snag the bag. Yeah, my tiny uh, hands. These gold coins are the size of cookies. <laughs> Uh, so now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. You have the bag. Awesome. I think it's only fair that I dished it out to the four of us. Thank you very much. Mudbutt, I can tell I kind of like you already, mm-hmm. buddy. I think you and I could work and some to be fair, real I think good you guys are great. cons. I just raise a hand and I'm like, Quinny, I do want to point out 
The one who killed Clark was Goblin Jr. So I just want to pitch. He should get a share. I'll hold it in trust for him, but I will only spend it on him. I won't spend it on me. I swear by the goddess Moonhammer, it will be his. It could come in help, like helpful. Well, I mean, now, if we need to buy food if, for him. If we're if our animal sense. buddies get some, then old Richard here. <laughs> Do you know what? Quinny does not like where this is going. Well, hold on. <laughs> I think we can agree, Mudbutt. That the animals that killed someone in the capturing of these things will be paid. Richard's a pacifist. He's, he's not really, he doesn't go over the throat. He's more like a talk it out. You're right, fine. Fine. I won't, I'll put away my flute so I won't call him. I won't bother him with it. Five, five shares. All right. Yeah, I'll divvy it up into five shares. Uh, five shares of 50 is, is 10 each. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. I'm going to make a special note on my sheet that I have 15 for me <laughs> and 10 for the Goblin I'm, I'm watching this happen. Is this the kind of, like, is this a shop that we're in right now? Yes. So, can I sell um, some things as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can also purchase some things. I kind of, like, look around at our team and then I kind of, like, want to have, like, a private moment with Leanne. Sure. You're like, I have a gold frog statue mm. that I'd like to sell. Uh, uh, she, she says, okay, well, I mean, that's that's not normally the kind of uh, goods that I would deal in, but, you know, I'm sure someone in in one of the, the other offices can definitely move that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Tom, you had it valued at 40 gold pieces. Yeah. So she's going to give you 45 mm-hmm. um, because since you returned her supplies, she's kind of giving you a favorable deal. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so she'll uh, she'll give you the gold. She's like, yeah, at the very least, we'd melt this down. All right, I'll take the 45. Great. All right. So uh, she gives you 45 gold. Great. So I'm going to just flag her down and say... Yeah. Hello, uh, new friend. Glad to, glad to have made this delivery. Thank you so much for the reward. This may be an odd request, but do you have anything that could be perhaps armor for a wolf? Uh, <laughs> she uh, kind of looks at you and she's like, uh, I mean, you could you could throw some chain mail on a wolf, I guess, but it wouldn't really be good. Um, she recommends that uh, maybe um, you'd be better served finding a blacksmith to perhaps build you some custom armor, but no, she doesn't have anything that would... Uh... Well, thank you, milady. That answers my questions, doesn't it, Goblin Jr.? Snarf, snarf! <laughs> <laughs> Always two snarfs from Goblin Jr. <laughs> I, I'd like to ask Anne if she has any, uh, some charcoal and incense. Uh, oh, yep, can... yep, she can definitely hook you okay, up with that. Uh, you you didn't just want to take that out of the box as you returned to her? I didn't want to be totally dishonest. No, that's fair, that's nice. fair. Um, yeah, so um, she'll sell you some of that, let's say, for um, a half gold piece. Uh, so you... Um, oh, can I buy something yes of course <laughs> okay i need a new hat and i need new gauntlets uh okay so she uh, she brings out uh there's a selection of gauntlets you can choose from oh sweet uh what kind of gauntlets are you looking oh, for oh i want those diamond ones those are, <laughs> oh those look just great so uh, she's like okay well i mean uh the, as you can see very fine craftsmanship oh, yeah. spared no expense uh they uh currently are going for uh 1500 gold i'll take them all right. Uh, how would you like to pay today? With these 10 gold coins that you gave me. <laughs> oh, friend, Misa Farthall here to tell you about exciting Patreon. You know, only for $25 a month, you can send your own friend into Dum Dum's land. That's right. I call from hell to tell you you can help your friend. Want butthole not die? Oh, praise bubble. You for $25, pick NPC. Design. Send into Dum Dums and Dragons. Save butthole life. He need it, otherwise he die. What about King Quimby? He need friend too. $25, send friend to King Quimby. $25 a month and you get thank you from God. 
That's right, the countdown from Best God Ever. Say thank you at the end of every episode. You just have to go to patreon.com slash dice. That's right, a D-U-M-B, funny word. D-U-M-B, funny word. D-I-C-E, useful thing. Send friends to save my friends, please. Also, you get an ad-free feed or something. She kind of sniffs the air around you. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? You seem like you seem like you're on the up and up. I can I can let you have these for twelve hundred gold pieces. Even better. Here you go. <laughs> and uh, how will you be paying for the rest of them? Well, it's right there in front of you. Ten gold coins. Thank you very much. Uh, she just takes the diamond gauntlets and puts them back. Can, can I uh, interject here? Yeah. I, I walk up to you too, and I say, "Do you know who this is?" Uh, well, yes, he's introduced himself as Mudbutt. This is Prince Mudbutt, the Prince, Prince of Winchester. Oh, yeah, hey, I forgot All to right. mention that. He's tra- <laughs> he has to travel light. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, he, he can't be so conspicuous. Do you think about dwarven, like, the jewels that they have and things yeah, like that. He can't just be just... out in the world flaunting that kind of stuff. Like he's a... got 10 gold for now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I, you know, roll me a roll me persuasion trick. Oh, there, come on. Oh, yeah. A 21. Great. So she's like, well, you know, I guess if, if I could say that Prince Mudbutt of Winchester shopped here, I mean, that would be that would be of great value. And, uh, you know, if you could spread the good word of the Lion Shields uh, throughout. In fact, if, if maybe we could even set up a, a trading post at uh, Winchester, was it? Oh, uh, yes, it was. It sounds like a very unburnt town. Tell you what, I will, once I'm done here, mm-hmm. I'll just scuffle on over to Winchester and knock on old... Poppy King's door and be like, guess what? You should open up a couple of these lion head shops. That he'll be like, Prince, get it done. And I <laughs> and I'll just and I'll walk on over again, call you. Well, I can see no possible downside to this arrangement. Excellent. Can I have that hat too? <laughs> <laughs> Anything for the Prince of Winchester. Oh, sweet. So, I want the horn one. So you get a uh, a fine horned hat uh, as well as diamond gauntlets. <laughs> <laughs> Mudbun extreme. Uh, one excellent. last, one last thing that I want to get is there like a portable brass brazier? Yep, yep. She can. She can I would love. I would love to have needs. that. Something, something that's small, portable, can fit in a backpack. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. She has okay. that. So um, I'd love one of those. Say another half gold, gold piece. Super. Thank you. Great. You are welcome. You mentioned that you're looking for Barthen's uh, provisions. He indicates that's just down the road. Uh, you're able to drop the provisions off without much difficulty. Barthen's very happy to see you all. Um, uh, his name is Elmar Barthen. He's a lean and balding shopkeeper, about 50 years, in a friendly manner. Uh, he's got a couple of young clerks who start uh, unloading the wagons. He uh, received word from Falstaff that you were all to be paid uh, 15 gold uh, rather than the customary 10. He wasn't told that there'd be four of you. However, since there are, he looks kind of like he fucked up. So he like <laughs> quietly like mentions to one of the clerks, like, get the, get, the, get, get some gold, get some gold, get some gold. Uh, so he also pays Mudbutt 15, assuming that he was, uh, he was part of the adventure. <laughs> Um, and then I lean forward to him and I say, you may not have realized, but this wolf is the real hero of this story. <laughs> He's a member of this band alongside Mudbutt, myself, the other two. The, the goddess Moonhammer knows that fair payment is fair. Fair is fair, as they say amongst the peaseant people. <laughs> mm, I was we, there. I saw it. Mm, we yeah. will require a, a fee for the dog as well. It is an incredible war dog. Uh, so he says, oh, I, did, I have just the thing. And uh, he, uh, he leaves and returns with uh, a, uh, a bone bowl 
that looks like it was carved out of uh, a very large uh, chunk of bone. He says, this, this, this has been in my family for years. Uh, unfortunately, my dog passed away some time ago, so I haven't had much use for it. But uh, this was carved from a wyvern's neck bone. And I think such Ooh. a heroic war dog should have a heroic goblet to sip from. So he gives you, uh, gives you this bone bowl. And I am so honored that I blush. <laughs> and and then fart, but like gently, <laughs> like a winter's breeze. And I look down at Goblin Jr. and I say, this guy gets it. <laughs> this guy really gets it. This is for you. And I, I like offer it to him and like put it in his mouth and he's like proud. Like he he, he has to go outside to like show people. <laughs> like he, not, not like walk up to somebody, but he's just going to stand on that porch and just sort of like wave it gently and pose regally at strangers. <laughs> I had a dog who used to do that, so that's not even bullshit. They do that sometimes. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like we've got, you, you've got, the last thing we've heard about Yarno, I, I, I semi-listened at the bar, uh, listen, Goblin Jr. drinks, it was a great time. Got it. Mm. But Mudbutt, it sounds like the, the dude you're looking for has something to do with that haunted house. Oh, Yarno. Yes, I've heard that uh, he has some uh, dealings at this supposedly empty house. And I've been sent by a secret employer to find Mr. Yarno and question him. By any means necessary. Who's your secret employer? <laughs> nice try. Uh, I figured I'd I've it fallen a shot. for that too many times. <laughs> so, and I've been fired by too many secret employers. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. So I lean forward to Mudbutt and say, Mudbutt, mm. as, uh, as another guy with butt in the name, I mean, I feel like there's a sacred brotherhood here. You're part of the band. We're oh, all yeah. getting paid for the work we're doing. We, we, we appreciate that your royalty uh, maybe... If you shared with us uh, who your employers, we might be able to help you on this quest to solve this faster, get you more money, get, you know, little Richard all, all decked up. Little Richard? <laughs> little Richard. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, I, can, I, can I roll a persuade check? Yep, absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. 17. Uh, can you roll me a uh, wisdom save? <laughs> Five. <laughs> and your wisdom modifier? Zero. <laughs> This sounds like the best deal you've ever heard of. You're just stroking, just stroking your beard with one of your diamond gauntleted hands. My, my, my friendship, you say? Well, that's that's better than gold where I come from. Well, you're losing your mind. I'm just so happy to have this information. It's good. Uh, so yeah, so you've been hired by the Harpers. They, um, they're basically a, the Lords Alliance is a very. Uh, like sort of loud version of of the Harpers. They they keep, you know, they, they try and keep the peace, but everyone kind of knows about them. They're very proud. They talk about themselves a lot. Uh, the Harpers are more kind of the, uh, the the secret version of that. They Generally speaking, if, if they hear there's something evil afoot, they're the people who kind of go in to investigate. So they've been keeping an eye on the Lord's Alliance for a while, and the disappearance of Yarno is pretty concerning for a number of reasons. Uh, a rogue wizard, like a missing wizard, is always an issue. Um so uh, yeah, they're they're very concerned. So they paid you to come come to town. They also gave you the name of uh, a Harper contact in town, Sister Garail, at the Shrine of Luck. All right. So now that we sort of know what's going on, here here's what I'd pitch yet again. This is this is not decided. I did not pray on this. Okay. Perhaps we could go visit uh, Sister Garail if she's still wounded. The power of Moonhammer might be able to just help fart. solve that. Mm. I'll just fart on her wounds. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Get her wounds nice and septic. That's good. <laughs> hey, Modern medical science. Hey, I've healed Sildar. I've healed myself nearly from death. You may mock the goddess Moonhammer, <laughs> but the gifts she gives are the gifts of life. 
So let's go visit <laughs> Sister Gorail. Uh, <laughs> All right. And then uh, after that, we could buy some stuff and then see kind of where we're going and make a move. Maybe we could help this fine gentleman, Prince Mudbutt, uh, with his uh, sacred royal quest. Yes, please. Uh, and we can't talk to Sildar until tomorrow anyways. You think there's any chance we'll get some decent loot? I mean, we got a rogue wizard and an empty mansion. Yeah, you're right. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So lead us to your contact, Prince Mudbutt. And I like do like a serious bow. And then Goblin Juniors come like, back into the room. And I like point at him. And he like goes down at the front, too. So like we're both bowing. <laughs> I like how you, you, you've managed to come up with like a series of bits with Goblin Junior just in the time you've been on the road. <laughs> oh, we, that's, oh, that's all I do. Today. I'm either driving the car or training the dog. Whenever I'm on watch, I wake the dog up and I'm just teaching him tricks all night. So it's like six, seven hours. And he's, he's pretty exhausted. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> and then he sleeps in the cart. It's great. <laughs> great. I used to sleep in the cart. <laughs> God damn it. Lucky. You, you got to earn that. Question. For closers only. Do we still have a cart now or was the cart owned by them? So the cart was owned now. by uh, Barthens Provisions. So you've dropped the cart off. So on our way outside, I'm like, we really should have negotiated horses or something. We've just stranded ourselves in the wilderness. Well, I mean, horses always just a uh, thievery away. <laughs> <laughs> Goblin Junior looks at and goes, snarf, snarf. <laughs> so Goblin Junior yeah. stolen a lot of horses. <laughs> in his day. Uh, excellent. Okay, so uh, you head to uh, Fandolin's only temple, and uh, there is a uh, zealous young elf, Sister Grail, and um, she, uh, she sort of welcomes you to the shrine, but you can tell uh, she seems a bit distracted. What can I do for you? Uh, have you come to uh, pay respects to uh, Timora? Actually, we've come to talk to you about uh, the Harpers. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I was told uh, one of you might be coming. Uh, which one of you is Mudbutt? I, Here I am. Yes. Oh, very good. I'm your secret contact. <laughs> yes, well, I was told you'd be coming alone, but uh, clearly you've, you've made some, some new friends along the way. Well, it's always better to have more people. That's what my dad always says. Yes. Uh, the king. Well, you know, can't argue with the royals. Mm, no, so, you shouldn't. Nevertheless, uh, she is happy to see you and is actually... Um, Happy that you brought more people um, because in addition to uh, the, the missing wizard, um, she's very concerned about the uh, the red brand presence. Their acts of violence are getting larger and larger and they're getting bolder and bolder each and every day. Uh, and uh, truly, we should be rid of these these monsters. Can I ask like how recently they, they showed sure, up? Sure, yeah, yeah. They've been uh, really active in town um, visibly for about the last two months. Now, can I ask a question? Yes. Has, uh, does the... Uh Arrival of the Red Brand gang coincide with the disappearance of Yarno. Uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, Good question. They've been uh, operating for about two months. Um, Yarno uh, arrived in town. The Harpers are a little suspicious of the Lord's Alliance, and she's like, you know, I. He was sent here, I think, to, to sort of investigate what was going on in the town. Um, but it is very strange that he he disappeared, and then suddenly. You know, there's a spike in gang Mm. violence. Uh, So whether the gang took him or whether he's involved, she's not sure. I lean forward and ask, pray chance, uh, what (laughs) god or goddess uh, do you pray to? Oh, well, this is a shrine to uh, Timora, the the god of uh, luck. Mm. And uh, and you, friend (laughs) cleric? I worship the goddess Moonhammer. Moonhammer. Yes, the god of joy, strength, and flatulence. Oh, well, the third uh, thing consists of the first two. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, I have not heard uh, anything of, of Moonhammer. It is a small faith, but a powerful one. Mm. It grants me the power to heal. Ah, well, any any god that grants the the ability to heal and help others is a is a god worth knowing in my book. I, I shall I shall think and pray upon the uh, the thoughts of Moonhammer 
and uh, see if Taimora can send me any any insight into your god. Wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, even if she doesn't, maybe you could just <laughs> pray to Moonhammer. I don't know if you've thought about switching faiths, but luck is there for you sometimes. Moonhammer is there for you always. Dude, you're going to talk about this in the shrine? <laughs> Listen, one must speak of one's god wherever one shall. And quite frankly, Taimora would view this as a lucky opportunity to to try and convert someone. I'm not going to convert, but uh, I, I appreciate your your moxie. <laughs> That's what they all say until they worship Moonhammer. Right. Meets my other convert, this wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Snarf, originally, snarf. <laughs> originally a heathen goblin animal, but now a hero who freed your roads of an orcish threat and now stands with me here wearing the crown of foes that have fallen. Was that luck, you say? Yes. No, <laughs> you're wrong. You I, see things through that lens, but that's about you. Well, and, and pray tell. Um, oh, Moonhammer be praised. <laughs> and Timora be praised. And Moonhammer be praised. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, and Moonhammer be praised. And I nod, like I won. <laughs> and I exit before she can talk more. You're not going to win an argument against anyone who responds, that may be how things work in your universe. <laughs> so um, she also mentions that uh, she actually uh, would require your assistance if you have the time. She's received word from the Harpers that um, there's a missing spell book uh, in the area. Uh, so Sister Garel uh, has been searching for it, and the reason she got roughed up recently was that uh, the only way they, they can find the spell book is apparently by uh, confronting a banshee. The banshee isn't inherently evil and isn't inherently um, villainous. Uh, however, uh, Sister Grail definitely rubbed the banshee the wrong way and was chased off. Uh, but she thinks that anyone who appeals to the banshee's uh, vanity might be able to perhaps win, win its favor. She offers a, uh, a jeweled silver comb uh, to bring as a gift uh, sort of on behalf of the Harpers to the banshee in order to gain information about the spell book and asks if you would deliver it. Yes, I will deliver the jeweled comb. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come too. That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I, I've never seen a banshee before. This just sounds crazy. I don't know that you will see a banshee. <laughs> oh, well. So she, I'm definitely interested in getting this uh, my hands on the spell book. And so I am outside totally celebrating winning my debate by teaching Goblin Junior more tricks. Excellent. She points out uh, sort of on your map where you can go to uh, find uh, the banshee's lair. I sort of pay attention. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> And uh, she uh, she thanks you all for uh, for your assistance and particularly uh, Mudbutt for uh, for assisting the Harpers. Yeah, uh, I'm ready to to walk out. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm I'm a little bit nervous that she's gonna recognize me, so uh, I'm just I'm gonna scoot out pretty quick too. Great, recognize you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Dun dun dun. So what would you like to do now? Where would you like to go? Um, if if a, you want this this Banshee spell book, you got to talk me into it. You know, like something's got to be in in it for me. Because otherwise, this comb is going straight to the merchant. I'm getting some gold. Being a wizard, and I, I, I think uh, if we can get our hands on this spell book in our future adventures, it could definitely help us uh, for me to learn more more powerful spells. Okay. I, I stick my head in the door of the shrine and be like, what spell does the spell book do? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware that halfling thieves had any uh, interest in, in spells. In you don't know that I'm a thief. I'm not a thief. How dare you? <laughs> Right, so when I handed you the comb and you slipped it up your sleeve, that was just coincidence? Luck, if you will? I have hairy forearms. (laughs) 
So Oof. she says the uh, the book belonged to um, a legendary mage named Bow Gentle, uh, and the um, Harpers are interested in recovering it uh, because in the wrong hands it could be potentially very dangerous. It seems like there's a lot of power in this book. <laughs> Acid mm. power. <laughs> <laughs> it is my responsibility as a worker of the Harpers to bring it back to them after we do stuff with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should go. And I just say... By royal decree, oh, yeah. he should go. Oh, right. We must listen to a prince, because a prince has been chosen by the gods mm-hmm. to lead us. I declare that I shall follow this prince on his holy quest. Moonhammer has decreed it. So uh, what would you guys like to do? Do you want to go try and uh, do this banshee thing now? Do you want to investigate Tresdor Manor? Do you want to rest for the night? I, I'm down for I've got some energy in me. Yeah, I want to go see what a banshee is. This sounds <laughs> fun. <laughs> Let's go check out a banshee. Well, the, the prince has spoken for us all. <laughs> mm. Wait, I need to call Richard. Richard wants to see this too. I pull out my flute. <laughs> Splendid timing. Goblin Jr. looks at me really disappointed. I'm like, I I don't I don't know how to play the flute. I'm sorry, we're gonna sort something out. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at Delborovic.com. Our theme songs are, and now for that massive coronary and skipping through the orchestra pit part one by Peter Gresser and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R all available at freemusicarchive.org when it comes to Dum Dums and Dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice but most importantly we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E and tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the alley, the scent is stronger, overpowering. As I watch, the overhead lamps flicker and wink out one by one. God damn it. No. The girl appears briefly under the last streetlight, the headphones snug against her ears, the Walkman clasped to her hip. She's oblivious as she walks, lost in her own world. Hey, stop! I need to talk to you! Then she's swallowed up by the darkness again. Helen, wait a second! (laughs) It strikes her in the gloom so fast she barely has time to scream. She falls into the edge of the lamplight and lies there, bleeding, motionless. The man's skin is scaly, flaking and there are patches of soot on his cheeks. He stares at me with eyes like midnight. Eyes that are devoid of remorse, devoid of humanity. He's one of them. I turn and run, and I don't look back. The Road of Shadows, a new mystery and suspense audio drama by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Listen now at theroadofshadows.com. Thank you.